Hello, welcome to the podcast Inner City Spirit, hosted by Trinity Midtown in Houston, Texas. We have a new series we're beginning called Las Reverendas Outline the Faith. Your hosts are the Reverend Luz Cabrera Montes and the Reverend Hannah Elizabeth Atkins Romero, Las Reverendas. That's what the community in El Salvador used to call me, and um, uh, many communities are getting used to calling Luz as she completes her year of ordination to the diaconate. So uh, the concept of uh, Las Reverendas Outline the Faith is to re-familiarize folks with the basic tenets of the faith of the Episcopal Church as outlined in the Book of Common Prayer, but make it a little more interesting than just reading. We'll review some of the concepts that are in the back of the Book of Common Prayer 1979, uh, the catechism, and then we will discuss them. And we're going to do 18 series. So one of, in each topic of the um, catechism or the outline of faith. And we're going to do this hoping for it to be a resource for people who want to re-familiarize or acquaint themselves for the first time with some of the things that we believe in the Episcopal Church. And our hope is that this will spark discussion, spark meditation, spark further investigation into these deep theological concepts. But we're going to start with some of the basics and share how we have encountered those in our lives. So let us pray and then get right to it. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus Christ, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth that in your good time, all nations and races may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The word that says, come to me. The word that is to be shared with others in their time of hope and need. The Trinity guides all this episode, we're going to discuss God the Son, the sixth segment from the Catechism. And we begin again with our questions and answers to guide us. What do we mean when we say that Jesus is the only Son of God? We mean that Jesus is the only perfect image of the Father and shows us the nature of God. What is the nature of God revealed in Jesus? This is a difficult one. God is love. What do we mean when we say that Jesus was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and became incarnate from the Virgin Mary? We mean that by God's own act, His divine Son received our human nature from the Virgin Mary, His mother. Why did Christ take our human nature? The divine Son became human 
so that in him human beings might be adopted as children of God and be made heirs of God's kingdom. What is the great importance of Jesus' suffering and death? By his obedience, even to suffering and death, Jesus made the offering which we could not make. In him we are freed from the power of sin and reconciled to God. What is the significance of Jesus' resurrection? By his resurrection, Jesus overcame death and opened for us the way of eternal life. What do we mean when we say that he descended to the dead? We mean that he went through the departed and offered them also the benefits of redemption. What do we mean when we say that he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father? We mean that Jesus took our human nature into heaven, where he now reigns with the Father and intercedes for us. How can we share in his victory over sin, suffering, and death? We share in his victory when we are baptized into the new covenant and become living members of Christ. Now to discuss. Right, so we get to God the Son, and of course we know that there's been a lot of research and imagining about Jesus as other things, but we also know that Jesus was a human being, a person born at a time and place in human history, and as such, um is the Son of God. And that means so many things to so many people, but that Jesus is fully human and fully divine is part of our belief. And we're going to focus, I think, a little bit more uh, in these few minutes about what it means to be fully human and to have a Savior who knows our joys and our pains, who to have a savior who is not just some grand eminence, but is someone who has walked the limitations of being human, um, who has known the limitations of being human, albeit in a very different time and place, but who, who's a savior that knows us intimately because he was us and feels and Mm -hmm. you know so therefore we have this very close relationship to where we can see ourselves there Uh, I think growing up for me Jesus that visual representation of Jesus on a cross was very important in our in our family Uh, you know either my mom my dad maybe had like a little cross necklace you know or or it was just on a wall or we went to you know, La Michoacana or another Salvadorian store. And they sold, you know, when you went at the end of the year, you'd get this calendar and you would see Jesus on the cross, you know. And and there was no, it was not a religious store or anything, but it just has become such an important visual representation in this, in this, in the Latino community, I think, at least in my experience, it has been that way. And, and, you know, I, I always saw that and I, and, and it was a powerful image and, and thinking of that, 
But I think the more I've, uh, you know, I've studied and the more I've read and uh, these different theologians and, and listened to my mom's stories of why these images are important, I, I just, it really, there's this, adds this different meaning to it too. Mm-hmm. You know, not only is there, uh, there, not only does this Jesus know the things that I've been through or, or the, the pains that I have felt and the joys that I have felt as well, but also just, you know, reading about how we all identify with that Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. uh, that, that image. And, you know, reading also the, the cross and the lynching tree by James Cone. Um, and that was a very just, open my eyes to see different relationships and how different the race conversation even around that right and you could talk about you know the 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 lynching tree for for the black communities and for the the jesus on the cross of the the immigrant communities you know seeing uh, you know tengo sed i am thirsty you know thinking of jesus and then thinking of those immigrants who are there is no water there, you know, and identifying with that. And then making, you know, trying to make giving water to uh, immigrants mm-hmm. e- illegal. Yeah. Um, in these last years, mm-hmm. um, there were people that were actually arrested for that. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, we can't imagine because yeah. it was happening. But, yeah, you know, for a while in, you know, Protestant or post-Reformation churches, people would be like, oh, well, that's very Roman mm-hmm. Catholic yeah. to have the yes. crucifixion. And what, you know, what I always heard uh, as a response to that was, well, there's no resurrection without Good Friday, mm-hmm. yes. right? Yes. And, um, but you can't, you know, you can't skip over Good Friday. Mm-hmm. You can't just pretend like it's all kicks and giggles yes. um, being a mm-hmm. Christian or being a human being. And and, and and then that's another way that our Messiah, our Savior, this Jesus of Nazareth from a mm-hmm. small town, uh, kind of a cualquiera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, carpenter. You know, just like yeah, yeah. Just... Who, who, who entered into that mm-hmm. reality of power and, and human structure to give us strength when we are feeling it, mm. when we're victims of it, or when we have some influence to overcome it, to change it, to transform yes. it. Because we see it in many different contexts. You know, if, if we're, if you're thinking of Jesus, you know, just think of the image of Jesus on the cross. We can also think of, you know, even now, it not only being illegal to give water to undocumented or, or those who are trying to come to this country, but even for, you know, voting, those who want to vote, like something so local. So I think that that's what Jesus, seeing Jesus as, as just God the Son, being able to relate to that. You know, and right, not to take away rights from exactly. people um, in order to manipulate mm-hmm. power dynamics. And it is the Christian and others' place to enter into those conversations because God incarnate and then the prophets and yes. <laughs> creation yes. mm-hmm. tell us that we are called to participate in our society, in our world, not as partisan pundits, Mm -hmm. but as people rooted in a deep faith 
the God who cares, the God who, as the second question there says, the God who is love Mm -hmm. and the nature of God revealed in Jesus is love. And we're meant to act on that. Love is just not a feeling. Um, Love is an action. action. Love is a choice. And And I love that. Yeah. That Jesus shows that, you know, Jesus showed that with his actions. I Mm -hmm. think the gospels really just highlight that, right? Mm -hmm. And and what we are, the example of a teacher of a, just of everything, right? And the many different roles that Jesus is playing throughout, which I think also reminds, you know, why did he take our human nature? And, you know, the divine son became human so that in him, human beings might be adopted as children of God and be made heirs of God's kingdom. And I think for us, it's the question is, are we allowing that? Are we, you know, are we thinking of that when we are stepping into these conversations and when we are seeing something that you know is is not, you know, not letting someone enjoy God's kingdom? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. The question before that was about the Virgin Mary. And when I was being um, ordained in El, a priest in El Salvador, there was a lot of uh, question about that and debate about women priests. And mm-hmm. I mean, that happens all over, but I just happened to have been called to serve in El Salvador at that time. And in the first. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so. and now there's are Salvadoran mm-hmm. women priests, which is so yeah. much better. And so we, um, the, conversation we had with a lot of people was about Theotokos, mm. right? That's her, the mm. name for the Virgin Mary in Greek and that God bearer. Mm. Um, so it wasn't necessarily about the, and I know people might freak out, but it wasn't necessarily about the Mary as a physical intact, pure virgin mm. in that way. But as the person that said yes to God to be the first to bear the incarnate word. And, and so, um, I made a distinction in that in working with young women because um, there's so much shame about any sort of even uh, sexual activity, whether it's imposed, whether it's abuse, it doesn't matter. It's their fault, right? And so, you know, then they're not pure like the Virgin Mary. And that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about being God bearers helping to, you know, incarnate the love of Christ, the love of God in this world is about um, saying yes to God and being bearers of that love, whatever our status and whatever our <laughs> physical status, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so that was always very powerful. And I've always loved to see the multicultural visions of mm-hmm. Mary yes. Um, yes. throughout so the world. Um, because you know, people, you know, people relate to her. They relate to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. I saw this awful thing on TV where a pundit was saying that Jesus was a white man. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. well, why are you saying this yes. on the news? First yeah. of all, um, in 2021, <laughs> second, um, if you have to say that, Something is really yeah. wrong. <laughs> Thirdly, it's just not true. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, think about Shortly. where where he was yeah. born. But anyway, you know the the beauty of having a a savior who is felt all the emotions, mm-hmm. suffered all the suffering, 
really, for me, there are a couple of books that I, I recommend, and they're oldies but goodies. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Liberator by John Sabrino is a book that I go back to again and again and again. It's a little tiny, teeny bit dated because it is, uh, but it's just, it's a classic. And it just helps me to think about uh, how Jesus frees us uh, to love and do good and how we need that now when we've abused our each other, but also our um, environment. And we can't just think about half recycling anymore. We, we need to work for the macro policies that will stop the destruction. And that's out of love of, of God, Jesus, humans, mm-hmm. uh, everything. And then as well, the theologian Dorothy Soleil is, and especially her book, Suffering, which really enters into why, of course, a good suffer when I, um, and, and why God had to suffer and how that's scary, but it's also comforting, um, to those who suffer. So those are just a couple of recommendations. There are a lot, a lot more, um, but, those are, like I said, classics that I go back to over and over. And, you know, Jesus called his disciples friends. He used a lot of terms that, you know, were also f- familiar terms. You know, he said, who are my brothers uh-huh. and sisters? Yeah. And he said, those who join together with me are my brothers and sisters. So Jesus, the Messiah, is the Messiah. He's our rabbi, our teacher, our um, friend, our uh, brother and sister. Well, we are his brothers and sisters. <laughs> and and we're just, we're talking about the son. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have enough time to get into existence before yes. and after um, in the Trinity, in the Godhead mm-hmm. of the Trinity. But I think that's coming. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so any any last words? No, I, I think we're, you know, we share in his victory. And I think Jesus flipped tables. I think that we become living members of Christ. It's like one of the last parts, you know, the last question of this of this section. And, and you know, I, I think as living members of Christ, we also become living, active members of Christ. Uh, of the body of, of Christ. The body of Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us for this segment of this series, Las Reverendas, Outline the Faith. We want to also highlight that there's a lot about our catechism on the Book of Common Prayer. And this catechism is primarily intended for use by parish priests, deacons, and lay catechists to give an outline for instruction. It is a commentary on the creeds, but it's not meant to be a complete statement of belief and practice. Rather, it is a point of departure for the teacher and it is cast in the traditional question and answer form for ease of reference. The second use of this catechism is to provide a brief summary of the church's teaching for an inquiring stranger who picks up a prayer book. For additional resources, we invite you to check out our website, trinitymidtown.org, and for you to tune in for our next segment. And we are very grateful that you are joining us here with Las Reverendas, Outline the Faith. Have a good one.
Trinity. 